0: Welcome to the podcast of Conversations with Friends, heard every week on K.A.O.I. Radio in Maui, Hawaii.
1: Good morning. Welcome to Conversations with Friends with Mary Omwake, exploring ways to live our lives more fully in this wonderful world. We welcome your calls and thoughts at 242-7800. Conversations with Friends is brought to you on K.A.O.I. By Unity of Maui, where the heart is at home. Now, here's your host, Mary Omwake.
0: Good morning, Maui. It's Jim Jacobson sitting in for Mary. As you may know, Mary is in Dar es Salaam, India, with the Dalai Lama. She's going to be there for several weeks, and on one of these weeks, uh, we hope to talk to her live from India, where she can tell us uh, how the experience is going, and I'm sure that will be fascinating. But... Today, we also have a fascinating program. We have two wonderful guests. The first is Laurie Grant, who is a kahuna teacher, and she's going to be conducting a workshop here in Maui. And then in our second half hour, we are going to be speaking with Marie Smith, who is the immediate past president of the AARP which, as many of you know, is the world's largest organization dedicated to senior citizens. And uh, she's from Maui. She has returned to Hawaii. And we're going to be finding out what she's doing next in her transition away from AARP and back to life on the islands. I want to let you know a couple of events that are coming up this uh, month or in the next few weeks at Unity. An important one is on Sunday, July 9th. Ram Das is going to be coming speaking to us. Our own Ram Das here right on Maui is going to be speaking not at our normal Sunday celebration home at the Maui Tropical Plantation, but he is going to be joining us at the Maui Beach Hotel. And that's at 10.30 uh, a.m. on July 9th. Now let's turn our attention to Lori Grant. Lori, are you with us?
2: I certainly am. Aloha.
0: Aloha. Welcome. Thank you. Joining, so, joining us from the neighbor island of Oahu, how are you?
2: I'm excellent, so, but I usually am. So, you know, what's not to like about living in Hawaii? And no matter what island you live on, although you guys are a little more blessed.
0: We we think we're a little more blessed. I, <laughs> I like, to, you know, the Oahu, and uh, Oahu, they think of all the other islands as the neighbor islands, so we're just calling you the neighbor island today. Well, good. <laughs> so, Laura, you have been a um, teacher of Kahuna for how many years now?
2: Well, actually, um, I, it wasn't something, growing up to be a Kahuna wasn't something I thought I was going to do when I was a child. Um, I actually had intuitive abilities when I was very young, and um, began to have premonitions, and um, discovered healing work, and taught metaphysics and spirituality, and um, Reiki um, for the last—oh, well, actually for about 20 years. And then, starting when I was in my early 20s, and then um, I was in a serious car accident when I was living in Boulder, Colorado, about nine years ago. And I demolished my right knee, and it actually had bone on bone, and um, and uh, and your
0: life, um, your life, an accident like that will, will really kind of. <laughs> sorry, shift your my life.
2: office manager just came in for a moment. Okay, sorry about sorry about the distraction there. All right, so. Um, so, I had bone on bone, and um, I thought Reiki could fix it. I'd been doing Reiki for fifteen years, and um I thought it could heal it. They wanted to do surgery, but you know, I you know said, um, no, that's that's all right. I'm gonna heal it, and I couldn't heal it. And I went to some of my Reiki master teachers that I'd initiated, and they couldn't heal it. and I went to other Reiki masters and they couldn't heal it. And then, six years ago, actually, on uh, July fifth, two thousand, I was over here to teach a Reiki class, over here in Oahu to teach a Reiki class. And my knee had progressed to um, very, 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 very bad and I was on crutches and it was just just going down the drain here. And I was walking across the street at four thirty or five A. M. on um, the morning after I arrived, it was I was still on Colorado time, on my way to the beach and um Stumbled across the Kahuna Healing Stones, I don't know if your listening audience knows, but right on Kahio Beach, you know, Waikiki Beach, Mm -hmm. are these giant Right next to the bathrooms <laughs> and um, the police department.
0: A, ver- a, ver- a very uh, propitious place for them. In exactly. Waikiki, yeah.
2: Exactly. And so there was a little sign there, I noticed, and there was a little sign there that said there were four Tahitian kahuna. And, um, you know, in Hawaiian, Tahiti means someplace other than here. It um, doesn't necessarily mean Tahiti, what we think of Tahiti. And that um, they came over here, they went around the islands, and they taught their form of healing. And before they left, they deposited all of their mana into the stones. Mm-hmm. Well, the Hawaiian legend says that they became the stones, which is essentially the same thing. Um, because if you're, all of your mana is in stones, then your body ceases to exist. So, um, so I'm standing there talking to these stones you know, out loud um, at you know, four
0: thirty in the morning. Four thirty the, the, the morning, police station in Waikiki.
2: Exactly. Nobody else is around. And I say, I don't know if there's any truth in this legend, but if there is, I could use a little bit of help. I've been good. Really, I have. I have five kids, two sets of twins that ought to give me some sort of good karma. <laughs> and I said, I promise, if you help me heal my knee, I will do whatever I can to get your mana out to the world. Mostly I thought I was just venting because I had to teach a Reiki class that night and I was on crutches. You know, it looks really good for the Reiki master <laughs> teachers show up on crutches, you know, touting the benefits of Reiki, right? Reiki's
0: amazing. Just don't look at my knee.
2: <clears throat> exactly. So soon as I said, I promise I will do whatever I can to get your mom out of the world. This rainbow, just like we've all seen a rainbow, but it came straight down over my entire body. It was so hot on my hands, I felt like I was being branded, and my knee was healed instantly. Mm-hmm. So we had before X-rays where I had bone on bone. After X-rays, where I had it looked like a fairly normal knee. Mm-hmm. And then I saw this vision with my eyes open, of these Hawaiian gods and goddesses, and um, the main one said to me. That I had made a commitment a lifetimes ago to, to come back when the time was right to teach the ancient wisdom that we're all one, and was I going to honor that commitment? It's like, well, let's see, my knee is healed. You know, are well, you sure my knee is healed? Well, okay. My advice to your listeners is to always ask for the fine print on these things. You know, because it's <laughs> a lot more work than I ever anticipated.
0: <laughs> it wasn't so, just an instant healing. There was there. What was the fine print?
2: That I would be traveling all over the world. Um, having to learn to have time for myself, which uh, I'm still working on. <laughs>
0: well, it sounds like that with a personal assistant walking in.
2: <laughs> yes. So um, I began to then get this download for the next three and a half months of all this information of how to do this instant healing. And um, I'd be woken up during the night and told to write this down. And we've now found 85% of it in a wide variety of sources that it really is how the ancient kahuna um uh healed in ancient times. And probably many of your listeners have heard the stories about the ancient kahuna being able to heal bones and other ailments instantly. Mm-hmm. Well this is that source and I'll give you an example of that. Um back when I was living in Boulder, um uh, my older twins were sixteen and we had a living, a boy living across the street who was also sixteen, he used to come over and flirt with my um twin girls all the time. And he was in a um an accident riding a motor scooter, and they took him to the emergency room. They found out that his his arm was so broken it was going to require surgery, and they um, they set the bone, put a temporary cast on him, and made him play him with the orthopedic surgeon for the next morning. In the meantime, he came over to show my twin girls how macho he was with his broken arm and could do. You want to sign my cast, baby? Yeah. And I said, Well, you really want this broken arm? I don't know. Well, you know, do you want me to do healing work on it? I don't know. Oh. This- Give me that arm. <laughs> so I did. I did arch on it, which stands for Ancient Rainbow Conscious Healing.
0: Okay. Is, that, is that is that your definition? Is that your creation?
2: That's what I was told to call it okay. by the um, the visions, the the gods and goddesses. Um, ancient. Ancient Rainbow Conscious Healing. Got it. Okay. And um, so I did this um, work, this energy work on it through the cast. He went to the orthopedic surgeon the next morning. He did a second set of X-rays. The x-rays were 13 to 14 hours apart. Not only did the bone not need surgery, it wasn't even broken anymore. Mm-hmm. So we don't know if the bone was healed in the first 13 to 14 seconds, in the first 13 to 14 minutes. We do for sure know it was healed in the first 13 to 14 hours because that's how how long apart the x-rays were.
0: Wow, that's impressive. But the sad news, I guess, is that he couldn't come over and flirt with your daughters.
2: Well, he found out. Excuse Oh, okay. okay. You know, he was, you know, sixteen year old boy, so he's very <laughs> um, creative.
0: So that was the, was that the one of the you know the first times that you experienced it on someone else other than yourself?
2: Um, no, but certainly that was the first time I was so amazed at the incredible power of it. Um, another story: my mother had um, she lives in Virginia, and I was visiting her, and she had this really you know gross um, thing underneath her eye, and I said, "What's that, mom?" She said. Oh, it's cancer, honey, it's melanoma and I had one on my nose and I had it surgically removed and now I have an appointment to have this one taken off and um, I said, well, why don't you let me work on it? Oh, honey, I don't know. Anyway, so I said, well, you know, the worst thing that's going to happen is that you'll still, you know, nothing will happen and you'll have to go to the doctor and he can take it off, you know, anyway. Mm -hmm. So she finally agreed. So I worked on it and then she got up and she's looking in the mirror she's going, honey, it looks like it's gone. Yeah, mom, it's gone. Well, honey, it looks like it disappeared. Yeah, mom, it disappeared. Honey, it isn't there anymore. Right, Mom? It isn't there anymore. Honey, how did that happen? So said, Well, don't worry about it, Mom. Just don't make it grow back. <laughs> <So> <laughs> the only way she could, she's, she was the top female criminologist in the world when I was growing up, so very left brain. Mm-hmm. The only way she could let her brain conceive of the fact that that happened is she doesn't ever remember having it.
0: <laughs> so, there you go. I never had. fine with back. me because
2: yeah. she won't make it grow back.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's pretty powerful. So, how important is it in order for you to do this type of healing? that you know what the condition is that you know it is a melanoma or that you know that it's a broken it it has
2: nothing to do with it because the ways that it differs probably many of your listeners are familiar with reiki and so one of the best ways to describe arch is to say how it differs from reiki Mm -hmm. and reiki is incredibly powerful i mean like i said i taught it for fifteen years i was sure it could heal my knee i've seen it create miracles before well reiki is four frequencies very powerful frequencies of universal life force energy Um, Sometimes they are called the Emerald Ray because they come out of the heart chakra. Well, Arch is all of the frequencies. It is the whole entire spectrum. And so it is sort of like the idea that if you can find um, the right frequency, you can shatter glass. Well, because Arch has all the frequencies, it can shatter whatever or break up whatever disease people have there. Secondly, um, Arch comes straight down from the Divine Source. Um, and does not have to come through you we are actually initiated to it and and you learn how to pull columns of it directly down from kaikuua which is the ancient hawaiian term for the divine source mm-hmm. and so it doesn't have to go through your body and as we know you know that even though you know our intent with reiki is that you know it it um comes through us in the purest form possible into the person we're working on you know, if you pour the clearest spring mountain water into a dirty glass, you still get dirty water. <laughs> so one of the perks of arch is that it doesn't come through you. You pull it straight down from the divine source, so it, you're making columns of it for the person you're working on. And those columns stay in place for at least 36 hours before they dissipate. So even once the person leaves, they continue to get the same healing for the next 36 hours.
0: Whether or not they believe in it.
2: Whether or not they believe in it, it works incredibly on animals and children. You know, they don't believe in it, nor do they disbelieve in it. They just allow it to do its job. That sixteen-year-old certainly, you know, didn't believe it was going to heal his broken arm. Yeah, know?
0: that is fascinating. How how is the process done? Is it is it is it? What is the actual? What is it? When well, one okay. observes the process? Right? Okay,
2: well, I will tell you. One of the reasons why it's called ancient. Well, we know it's called ancient because it's how the Cahoon actually healed. The ancient Cahoon actually healed. Rainbow, because it's the rainbow energies, it's the full spectrum. Conscious healing. Now the conscious part is, it's unlike Reiki. There's a dialogue, and the ancient kahuna did this. The first thing they did is they sat down and they talked to the person about what was going on in their life that they thought, um, allowed this dis-ease to happen. And we now call this the perceived payoff. So the person is asked what the perceived payoff is that the body, you know, we have these irrational bodies, they make decisions that, you know, who knows what it is they're thinking, if they're even thinking, that our conscious minds wouldn't make, so we the person's asked, what perceived payoff might the body have in having this, and I'll talk about that in, in just a moment, or what lesson, you know, I think I could believe that it might be a lesson that until now they had been unable to learn, so um, many people can relate to the fact that if they had to be a super child growing up, that they um like I'm the oldest, and so you know i take care of my younger siblings, I had to take care of my dysfunctional parents, I had to be you know much more of a grown up you know at a young age than anybody ought to have to. And the only time when I didn't have to be a super child was when I was sick. <laughs> so here's what happens. So I grew up, and when I had a two year old and newborn twins, my first set of twins was born when my oldest was two. Um, and my husband at the time was um, working. He was a physician's assistant. He was on call twenty-four hours a day, seven days a week, and I was just in overwhelm, just total overwhelm. And so my body thought, now there used to be something we did when we were a kid that uh, that worked when we were in overwhelm, and then somebody else did it for us. What was it? Oh yeah, we got sick. Mm-hmm. So then I got sick. You know so. Um, the only problem was, is that it may have worked as a child, but as an adult, I still had to be sick and take care of my two year old and my newborn twins and everything else.
0: Absolutely.
2: So, but the, but realize that our bodies have these, you know, perceived payoffs. Doesn't mean that it's, it's a good idea. It means that they- So the
0: first step is to understand what the perceived payoff is. Exactly.
2: And then we ask the people, are they willing to let go of it? Mm -hmm. And that people, one of the the things I was most surprised about is 85% of people instantly can come up with a perceived payoff that their body has. 85% instantly. And if they don't know what it is, I say, well, you know, do you want to let go of it anyway? The other thing that it could be, like I said, is a um, is a lesson that until now they hadn't been um, willing or able to learn. And the best story I have about this is a Reiki story. So um, I went to visit a, my mother, and a friend of hers was dying of cancer. She'd had ovarian cancer, and. Then it, she'd, and then it had progressed to the her entire torso was filled with cancer, and this was over a number of years. And they'd taken out every organ that they could possibly take out, or every part of an organ that they could possibly take out, and have her still breathing. And they had done chemo, radiation, chemo, and radiation. Finally, they said, you know, there's nothing else we can do. You know, you just get your affairs in order. You have maybe three to six months to live. It's about that time. I came to visit, I did a full body Reiki treatment on her and I did a chair treatment on her the next day and I told her this was a lesson that she needed to learn to receive um, and that she had two choices. Either she um, could get this in this lifetime by every single time somebody offered to do something for her, she made herself say yes, even though it was really hard for her. You know, or she was probably going to end up, you know, making her transition and she'd come back with that same lesson another lifetime. Well, she heard it. And actually, I don't know if your listeners know, but when we allow ourselves to receive, there's actually an endorphin excreted in the brain that's a cancer prohibitant. And when we don't allow ourselves to receive, we have less of that endorphin and we're more predisposed to cancer. And science actually calls this a type C personality. And she fit with this category perfectly. So she went home and Um, For the next month, every time somebody offered to do something for her, she made herself say yes. It was really hard for her. She went back to her oncologist. They did a full body scan, and all the cancer was gone except for a spot that was the size of a pea. And then she decided she'd learned her lessons. she didn't have to do that anymore. And she went right back to allowing, not allowing herself to receive. All the cancer came back, and she died. So. That's a good example of the Hawaiians talking about that. You know, people you know have lessons that they need to learn, and these aren't week lessons, or month lessons, or year lessons; or life lessons. Mm-hmm. So, people are given an opportunity in arch to take a look at that, to make it conscious, to decide whether th- this is working for them or not, and then to intentionally let it go. And then the practitioner brings down columns of um, of. of uh, keokua energy the, in different rounds, and that's how is that, how that energy,
0: done? How is that done? Is that done physically? Or? Physically,
2: they actually reach up. When, when you're initiated to art, your hands become like magnets to pull down this frequency from the divine source, keokua, through the body. The first round is called kalakihiko, and it heals the physical body. The second round is um, Rainbow Mana, and it heals the unconscious, the emotional body, and the etheric body. The third round is Rainbow Mana Mana, and it's Mana times Mana, Mm -hmm. and it heals the will, the mental body, and the consciousness. And then the last round is the Divine Source round, and it heals on a spiritual level, which really means um, like past lives, any past life things that people are holding on to. And it's very, very hard for people to hold on to their dis-ease because we're zapping it <laughs> on all of these levels with all of the frequencies that, um, that are possible. Mm-hmm. So, and, and unlike Reiki, um, where sometimes Reiki works on healing your, yourself, I mean, I've certainly had experiences with that, but Arch can do it almost all of the time um i they, um, I was getting my yearly annual physical, and my doctor found a lump in my breast and was very concerned, I guess because it felt irregular and had the telltale signs of feeling like it could be cancer, mm-hmm. and sent me for emergency mammogram within you know the soonest mammogram I could get within forty eight hours, so I knew I had forty eight hours to fix it. so I just simply did arch on myself, went to get the mammogram, The doctor called me up and said, "Well, <laughs> the mammogram is totally clear, yeah, I know." Instant Somebody he- called you? <laughs> no, no, no. So.
0: Instant healing. This is fascinating. We're talking to Laurie Grant. Lori, we're going to take a break. Okay. But when we come back, we're going to find out more about a program and a seminar that she's doing here on Maui. I'm Jim ja- James Jacobson, and you're listening to Conversations with Friends.
1: Conversations with Friends with Murray Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a transdenominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327.
3: Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with the refinance? Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality. Or they can help in the refinance of your existing home. With their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic, Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's Premier Mortgage various loan programs, call Tricia Morris and the magicians at either office location location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665-8800.
0: And now, back to Conversations with Friends. I'm James Jacobson. You are listening to Conversations with Friends. I want to remind you to check out our website at www.conversationswithfriends.com. There you can hear program archives from all previous episodes of this program. In addition, you can find out how you can subscribe to our podcast so you can hear Conversations with Friends on your iPod or other MP3 player. Just visit us online at ConversationsWithFriends.com. We are speaking with Lori Grant, who is a Kahuna teacher, but she calls it um, Arch Rainbow Conscious Healing. Right. ancient, ancient rainbow conscious healing, Arch Kahuna.
2: Right. Actually, I was discovered. I don't know if any of your listeners have heard the centuries-old legend that there would be a um, fair-haired Wahini destined to take a leadership role in the Kahuna tradition. And to make a very long story short, because we don't have time for it, I was recognized as that woman, and I was officially recognized by um, Native Hawaiian Kahuna Lokahi from the Big Island in... Um, 2000 as that person, he hanai me, he adopted me as his daughter, trained me in the parts of the kahuna tradition I missed, and then in 2003 initiated me not only as a kahuna, but the head of his order. So I mm. pray every day to be worthy of that position, and he acknowledges that this is how the ancient kahuna, in fact, healed. And I just want to tell your listeners that I'm giving a, um, a talk at Unity Um, on Thursday night from 7 to 9. It's just a love offering that goes to the the church. And I will be talking more about Kahuna Arch Healing. I will be giving free demonstrations. I will be coming around pulling this healing energy down through every person there. And people have had miracles happen just in in this mini healing that they're getting. And I also do um, healing blessings on each person, which also is a second way to get a healing. And the first 100 people receive a free oneness cord blessed by me because we're trying to promote the idea of oneness that's part of the whole arch thing and And that is that's
0: thursday from seven to nine p.m
2: and then on sunday i'm doing a, a mini workshop at unity um on awakening and living your divine essence and um that's a 25 i think it's 25 it's
0: 25 at uh prepay and 30 at the door thank
2: you thank you very much and that is life-changing. People are going to discover what their divine essence is and um, bring it through all of their lifetimes, transforming them into lifetimes of body, mind, spirit, and emotional harmony. And it's life-changing. You know, 25 bucks change your life. It's just amazing. Then and the last thing I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be doing a um, Discovering Your Soulmates talk uh, on Maui at the studio on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Um... From uh, I think it's seven to nine. Also, um, um, discovering who your soul, your primary soulmate is, who your secondary soulmates are, and magnetizing them to you in physical body form, and that's twenty five dollars prepay and three dollars at the door. And in July, um, July fourteenth, fifteenth, and sixteenth, Friday night of July fourteenth, and all day. That's um, all day Saturday and Sunday, the 15th and 16th. I'm going to be teaching people in Honolulu um, how to do arch healing on themselves and each other. And it's uh, um, if people want to um, to you know take that, I encourage them to go to the to the love offering talk and really learn more about it. And they can sign up there. And um, I'm so blessed. Now, this work. You also
0: have a website where folks can learn more about what you do. What Absolutely. is that website?
2: www dot h e a l i n g dot
0: com. dot com. Well, Laurie, this has been fascinating. I enjoyed talking to you and learning a little bit more about your brand of of, of uh, healing. And I I'd, I'd like the distinction between what you do and Reiki. You said that with Reiki, there are four different frequencies that it works on. And with uh, arch healing, it's all of them. Oh. But how many is all of them?
2: Well, infinite. It's yeah. okay. infinite amounts. Just like a rainbow. How many frequencies in a rainbow?
0: Yeah. Wow. All of them. <laughs> well, this is powerful stuff. Um Laurie will be here both Thursday at Unity and Friday at the studio, and Sunday back at Unity for three different workshops um, that sound like they're all of pretty uh, disparate, uh, you know, different uh, concepts, but very valuable.
2: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you having me on, and yeah, um, we're very blessed to have you doing the work that you do and and helping people share their gifts or their fortes with the world, so people know what's going to work for them and what isn't. So.
0: Mahalo nui loa to you. Mahalo. Thank you, Laurie. Thank you.
2: Bye.
0: We are going to take a break, but when we come back, Marie Smith, former president of the AARP, will be joining us. Stay tuned. This is Conversations with Friends.
1: Conversations with Friends with Marie Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a transdenominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327.
3: Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with the refinance? Hawaii's premier mortgage company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality or they can help in the refinance of your existing home. With their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic, Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's Premier Mortgage various loan programs, call Trisha Morris and the Magicians at either office location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665 8800
0: and now, back to Conversations with Friends. Hi, I'm James Jacobson, sitting in for Mary Omwick. We are on the line with Marie Smith, who is joining us from, well, not from Hawaii. Good morning, Marie. Where are you? I'm just fine. How are you? Again? I am fantastic. Where are you calling in from today?
4: I'm, I'm in Portland, Oregon.
0: Oh, Portland. I didn't recognize the area code. How, <laughs> how are you doing? How is life uh, pa- beyond D.C.? Well, it's a shift, that's for sure.
4: <laughs> and, you know, I have been uh, in Hawaii for about three weeks, and then I had to uh, return to the mainland, to Washington, D.C., and now I'm at an event. I'm just uh, sort of preparing for it now uh, for the uh, National Organization of Black Elected Legislative Women. It's a health uh, event.
0: So I, I know that Washington has been getting a lot of rain the last few days. Uh, so you went from one rainy spot to another in Portland, huh?
4: Well, actually, Portland is absolutely beautiful. Uh,
0: maybe that's because they sent all the rain to the nation's capital.
4: Yes, and I escaped that. I left on uh, Saturday.
0: Oh, well, then you... And you,
4: they, uh, I, I just missed the rain.
0: And we see it's it's all fair sailing for you, Marie, <laughs> now that you've left Washington. So I know you've been a guest on our show several times, um, both, you know, obviously before you went, uh, before Mrs. Smith went to Washington and, and when you were there and now that you're gone. And, and when you look back on that experience, what do you think?
4: It was an incredible two years. Uh, beyond anything that I had anticipated and I had looked forward to it and had some ideas but certainly uh, nothing like the intensity of being a part of some of the major events that took part in this nation during those two years it was an experience I shall not forget
0: you took over the helm of the AARP at a time when uh, you know, the, the issues of, of seniors came to the forefront with things like the whole the Medicare and, and, and the prescription drug program.
4: Precisely. The prescription uh, drug uh, addition to the Medicare program. Yeah. It uh, was, you know, very difficult because uh, most of the people who would benefit from it really thought it should be more. Mm-hmm. And the reality is that it, was even a question of whether there was money to finance what was approved, uh, but AARP really thought uh, you take what you can get at the moment and then work towards a, a refining it. Uh, so it was a very it was a very pragmatic
0: it was a very pragmatic approach. Yes. Did you did, when when you were I mean you were you were kind of thrust I mean you were, you knew you were going to Washington, but I think this whole thing with the this Medicaid reform was. Definitely not something that you anticipated being on your plate before you got there, was it? Uh,
4: I I knew, you know, I I have been on the board of AARP uh, prior to being president-elect president, and uh, we certainly were in Congress uh, trying to mold that legislation.
1: But it became uh, such for
4: some
0: time. But it became, I mean, it just like. All of a sudden, became you know one of the one of the top, top issues issues in the country. Yes. And yes. there you were, uh, head of this major organization that had a big uh, say in what was happening. Were you able to pull on some of your experiences here in Hawaii and your experiences in connection with unity and some of your spiritual beliefs to be able to like balance yourself at a at a time like that?
4: I think without the spiritual balance that I had gained through being a member of Unity for many years, and also following the teachings, even before I became a member, Mm -hmm. I could not have made it Mm -hmm. uh, for many reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, But that was very important, to be able to pause and reflect uh, before I rushed in to Mm -hmm. make decisions, uh, because all of this was about uh, patience. Uh, but also perseverance.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you had you, you faced some uh, you know big challenges when you went to Washington. Uh, after you got there, some you know you, your husband you, you lost your husband. Yes. In a very sudden, unexpected way, and and I'm sure that you know all of that happening within a few months of your going to Washington. How long did, how long after you arrived in Washington that happened?
4: Uh, actually, it was six months. Six months. It was. It'll be uh, two years this month on the twenty-sixth.
0: And and just you know, without getting too personal about it, I, I'm just curious how you feel and and what recommendations you give to people who uh, are are thrust into both political office or office where they you know have a, a big image to a lot of people how they can really balance this personal spirituality along with the persona that they have to convey in a place of authority like like you had.
4: Well, I guess the first thing to always remember is that we are not in charge. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there might be that appearance and you might be sort of out out front, Uh, but the reality is that A power greater than ourselves will, you know, finally makes that decision. Mm -hmm. Uh, So always having that ability to know that uh, you do what you can, but you don't plan the outcome. Mm -hmm. And Uh, for me, that was really important. And you know, many things happened, and votes were taken that maybe I didn't agree with, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I knew the direction was right, and and I, you know, I had options. If I didn't agree, I could always step down.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, you led it with such a strong moral compass, and I, and, and I just, you know, I'm so proud of you and, and so uh, honored that you're, you know, t- to know you, and uh, you've come from Maui, and you kind of brought that to, to the nation, to one of the uh, most influential groups in America. It's an amazing thing. So what happens next to, to, what's next in your life, Marie?
4: Well, I decided to spend a year, I prayed. mm mm-hmm. Uh, where I should spend that year trying to uh, readjust my life, mm-hmm. uh, because, you know, it's different now with uh, without having my husband, Smitty. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I didn't want to rush into anything. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm on Oahu, and that's where it came out that I should end up. Mm-hmm. It wasn't my, you know, uh, I was willing to go wherever. Mm-hmm. I, I went to Mexico to look. I was. In text all over. But this is, I was directed uh, to Oahu. And uh, that is working out well. I've been there for three weeks. And as I said, but I'm going to be participating with AARP uh, at the state level. And whenever they need me nationally, at least probably for a year. Mm-hmm. And that's the reason I'm here in, in Oregon. And I'll be back in Washington later in the month. Uh, and you know some things that happened I'm now on the board of directors of uh, Elder hostel uh, what is that okay what's with,
0: that what's Elder hostel?
4: It is an, uh, a vacation education uh, group. Uh, known they, they have travel all over the world but the uniqueness is that they put an education piece with
0: it. So it's kind of like youth hostels but for for seniors
4: for seniors, elder Hospital.
0: So is, it is has it...
4: quite a good reputation. Uh, very exciting uh, things are going on there, and. Uh, so I'm happy to be a part of that because my second love was travel.
0: Absolutely. So that well, that's I mean, that, that's a perfect that's a perfect uh, marriage for you. So yes. How many? I mean, tell us about Elder Hostel. That just sounds like such an interesting well, organization.
4: Well, I'll tell you the interesting part because I believe nothing happens by chance.
0: There are no I coincidences. I was in
4: uh, Mexico at yeah. Christmas. Yeah. At uh, San Miguel de Allende, and I met this woman. At the the place where I was staying, and she and I just really ticked, and we so we spent a lot of time together, and I told her I'd be coming off of you know the ARP board, and and so she said, I'd like I'm on the uh, the board of directors of Elder Hostel, I'd like you to consider that, you know, just out of the blue, <laughs> and it was the one perfect thing uh, for me, mm-hmm. and so Elder Hos- Elder Hostel. I guess they have trips all over the world. Is,
0: that's an international organization, isn't it? It is. I mean, because I mean, I've heard about them in like Europe and, and they're
4: all Eastern, over the world. Europe, yeah. So they had they're headquartered in Boston. Uh-huh. Uh huh. They do uh what they do is um, how do you say it? Uh, contract out for organizations to take each piece. For example, we have uh, several of these in Hawaii. And so, uh, the, the accommodations, the meals, everything are part of it. And they also bring in people to instruct. For example, on the Big Island, they would have someone who had a background in, uh, the volcano, uh, you know the, the development of that. Mm-hmm. What happens after an eruption, mm-hmm. and then perhaps someone from uh, with a Hawaiian background, or at least a background in Hawaiian history, mm-hmm. to talk about the influence and how that, uh, 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 you know, what that does to uh-huh. the culture. So it's a a whole package so and these are education of course the people would attend would be people who just love to continue learning
0: so that is so fascinating, and it's so it's educational travel for seniors uh-huh. and uh, and it's sort of like the backpacking we might have done when we were in college or after college, um but a little bit a little bit more posh i would I would hope for seniors
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> probably no sleeping on the ground, no sl- although some of the trips might have that there's yeah. hiking. Yeah. And they, they grade the, the the trips for you Yeah. so you can make a decision You know, if it's too too uh, difficult.
0: That is fantastic. We're speaking with Marie Smith. We're going to take a break, Marie, but when we come back, I know you're coming over to Maui, and we're going to talk a little bit about that and what you're going to be speaking about when you're here.
1: So stay tuned. I'm James Jacobson. We'll be right back. Conversations with Friends with Marie Omwake is a presentation of Unity on Maui. We are a trans-denominational community and invite you to join us in Sunday morning celebration at 10 a.m. at the Maui Tropical Plantation in Waikapu. Unity also offers children's church and nursery services. If you'd like to join our families of sponsors on Conversations with Friends, please call us at Unity at 242-9327.
3: Do you dream of owning a home or consolidating debt with a refinance? Hawaii's Premier Mortgage Company can make your dream of owning your home in paradise a reality. Or they can help in the refinance of your existing home. With their experience guaranteed lowest rates, exceptional customer service, and a little magic, Premier Mortgage can get you a home loan to fit your needs. To find out about Hawaii's Premier Mortgage various loan programs, call Trisha Morris and the Magicians at either office location. Call Premier Mortgage in Kihei at 874-8800 or in West Maui, call 665-8800.
0: And now, back to Conversations with Friends. I'm James Jacobson. Here's what's happening at Unity, uh, the next few weeks. This Sunday, Marie Smith is going to be speaking, uh, on July 2nd, who is our guest today. And then the following Sunday, July 9th, Ram Das will be joining us. But we're going to be moving from our normal Sunday home at the Maui Tropical Plantation on, just on July 9th, we're moving to the Maui Beach Hotel in the Rainbow Room, uh, for Ram Das. And that's Sunday, July 9th at 1030. And then, of course, this Sunday, July 2nd, at 10 a.m., with Marie Smith. Silence is at 9.30, where there's a beautiful uh, celebration, silence, uh, where you can experience a meditation with members of Unity uh, right before the service that begins at 10 o'clock. So, Marie, what are you going to be talking about this Sunday?
4: I probably will. I I don't have a title yet. I, I was thinking, what is this? But it's about the journey uh my journey for i'd say the last 3 years uh which is a spiritual journey i consider everything in my life to be spiritual mm-hmm. and so anything i do uh would be along those lines and and what has happened to me and how i how i was able to uh con- to walk through I, I with a lot of grace from god mm-hmm. uh the death of my husband and also the incredible pressures that come with leading an organization like AARP. So I'll just share, um, from hopefully from my heart, uh, what that was like, mm-hmm. and uh, you know where I think that I'm being directed next.
0: It is an amazing journey, and and that you've been through, and it didn't just start three years ago. I mean, when you had that beautiful tropical plantation here, I mean, this has always been who you are, and and it's such a part of it, and and that is so beautiful. Let me ask you, what is—is there a special practice? Is there a special routine that you do on a daily basis that helps you connect and and kind of feel what is the next step in my journey?
4: Oh, I, I meditate. I try and get up and and uh, just clear my mind mm-hmm. and see what, what comes to me. Uh, I And sometimes I'll read some spiritual books, but that's more in the evening.
0: Mm-hmm. And in the morning. Uh, but
4: yeah. my day, whenever I can, I try and stop. I'm taking this opportunity. I flew in on Saturday uh, to Portland just to be quiet, because I think that's my direction. Uh, it seems that I'm being put into a position... Have a lot of quiet time, and I've been to the Japanese garden here in Portland, and today I was at the Chinese cultural gardens, and what peace! Uh, mm. What a delight! Mm. Just to just to sit in the silence.
0: Taking time to be in the silence is so important, isn't it? I think so. And I know that you know if we don't take time to do it, um, our health gives us that time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I've been uh, running ragged, and then I woke up yesterday with a hundred and two temperature. And Uh-oh. even though I had all these things to do, I realized I think I'm supposed to rest today. So it is. It's really amazing how um, if you don't take time yourself, you're going to take it one way or the other. And, and mm-hmm. it's much better to go and sit in a Japanese garden than to sit in <laughs> bed with a fever, drinking <laughs> gallons of water. Um. Yes,
4: I highly recommend the gardens here. They're beautiful, and of course, every step I thought about the gardens that Smitty and I had, mm. and and the how much joy you get from planting each seed. I remember we, whenever we'd go, we if we could, we'd take a seed or something and try and plant it later. Uh, there's nothing like, absolutely nothing like the Ina.
0: I have to totally agree with you and I have to say this is a a, a new calling for me cuz as you know I'm a city boy actually raised in DC and and uh recently a few months ago my fiance and I planted on our lanai these just garden boxes that you buy at the hardware mm-hmm. store and put some seeds in I was like eh. and then just to see the little seed pop up that little bit of green that energy and then to watch yeah. it now turn into and we've planted morning glories and wildflowers and tomatoes and herbs and and it is just taking over, and there's a certain so much joy to watch a new sprout come up and a new mm-hmm. tomato come up and to see the the beautiful morning glories. And you go, wow, and you feel so connected to the aina. Yes. It's powerful yes. stuff. And you yes. can do it in a window box. Uh-huh. And we did it because it's a little easier to maintain in a window
4: box. Oh, it is, it is. I remember I had a place, uh, the boardwalk in, in Kihei. I bought that when mm-hmm. it was first built. Mm-hmm. And we had like a 20 by bit of uh, soil outside, you know, the living area, mm-hmm. you know, that was enclosed, and so I planted a bunch of things in there, and I remember some elephant ears, and uh, they were small, and you know, it was a beautiful little garden, but it was, you know, almost finished from the very start, and I went away for a week or so, and when I came back, it was a jungle. <laughs> I was afraid to go in there with did those this? elephant did ears,
0: that
2: were as big as human
0: beings, that 's amazing it 's just and, and you know we have such rich soil here, mm-hmm. and I think that is uh symbolic of the energy that is contained on these islands, yeah, and, and so there 's so much potential and it can just come from a little seed package for seventy nine cents a couple yeah. of those. I had a friend who lived out in oh uh, haiku i think and he planted He I think he bought a seventy nine cent package of basil. He planted that and he started. He had so much basil that he had to, well, I'm going to make pesto sauce. He ended up building a pesto sauce company out of that 79 (laughs) cent package of basil. I believe
4: that. It's just amazing.
0: It's amazing. you know, uh, uh, some coconut and pesto and and, and basil. And he had this pesto company from 79 cents. And that is a good return on Mm -hmm. your investment. (laughs) Now, a lot of work. But that is so, again, symbolic of what we need to do. You know, the universe provides. You just need to, to weed oh, it okay. a little bit and to tend and to care for right. it right when you when you look at the future, what do you see? You've had such a rich life and you' and you're just continue- it sounds like you're just doing this one step at a time you're taking these small parcels of time and saying this is what I'm going to do for a year or so.
4: yeah, well, you probably don't know because I haven't mentioned it, although I did have it in my last column uh in AARP, the magazine uh, that I'm a hypnotist.
0: I did not know that. Yes. I know you have a hypnotic presence. Tell me about that. <laughs> yes. you, are so, you are so cool. I didn't know. Okay, tell me about that.
4: Yeah, I, I am, uh, well, I had my first course in hypnotism on Maui. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, right there, as you go up the hill towards Kahakaloa, there was a. Uh, I'm trying to remember the name of the school. It was in someone's home. Dr. Lesson. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he had brought in a hypnotist, uh, Herb Katz, who uh, who I went through the training and intensive, and I just thought, God, this has such potential. And so I was intrigued, and so I was certified while I was uh, away. I went down to uh, Virginia Beach Mm -hmm. and received my certification, and then I've had... Uh, neuro-linguistic programming as an enhancement to that, and I attend the conferences uh, annually, and I'll be back in Boston uh, on the Cape for the one in uh, August. And mm-hmm. I'm going to take an intensive in addition to, to our, it's a convention. In addition to that, I'll spend some extra days for for working with pain using hypnosis. That and is- so my practice, and I hope to open a, a small practice, uh, in the state mm-hmm. uh, i know that there is a, a, a law that was passed within the last couple of years where people are given the right to choose their mode of uh, treatment and so most hospitals have to make available alternative sources of treatment so if someone doesn't want to have just to use uh, drugs mm-hmm. you know to to ease their pain they would have the option of a hypnotist
0: that is fascinating. So, do you work primarily with people in pain, or, or any other? Well, that's
4: where I want to concentrate. Mm-hmm. But I do smoke cessation. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, work with people who who have some uh, disorders uh, with food, mm-hmm. uh, and so you know. But you can use it, you know, for relaxation, sleep, whatever. Uh, but I want to concentrate in this area of pain. Because I know so many people have, my husband, Smithy, had chronic back pain Mm -hmm. and did not want the surgery Mm -hmm. and did not want to take the drugs. Mm -hmm. But what was, you know, he didn't have many options. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's part of what's driving me in this particular direction. Mm -hmm. And, of course, smoking. I used to smoke, but I haven't in 30 years or so. Uh, But I remember it would have been nice to have been able to go to something and, and, and eliminate that habit.
0: And the effectiveness of um, hypnosis for smoking cessation is pretty high. It, is. What's, it why, is. what's the percentage?
4: I Well, you know, that's hard to say because uh, I don't know if people do it in group. It's mm-hmm. different if you do a big group or individual and also those who are susceptible to it. Uh, but I would say that that we're dealing with 50% to 60 percent rate of uh, permanence in it and it only takes about two sessions that's what i ask the one and then the second one to just reinforce and the person can help uh, self-hypnotize
0: themselves well i i think self-hypnosis is fascinating i was exposed to it in college at the university of virginia i i was taking all these classes and i hate filling out those little scan forms where you have to fill in the bubble Mm -hmm. with a number two pencil and i once and I would often get the wrong class. And one of them I got was a nursing class on <laughs> stress relief. And I was like, nurses, a lot of women. Okay, I'll take it. So I took this class <laughs> in the nursing school on stress relief. And they had this whole section on self-hypnosis. And there were these audio tapes that you could play. Mm-hmm. And it blew my mind at how effective it was called a trip to the beach. I'll never forget it. I still have it. And it is just the most amazing thing. And you just have to allow your consciousness to do it. Oh, yeah. And then you can have the most amazing trip to the beach. This is when I was living in the cold of Virginia uh, in the middle of winter. <laughs> and you feel so relaxed and stress-free. So hypnosis yeah. is powerful. It is
4: very powerful. And I think it's, it will, will be the wave of the future and
0: treating illnesses. Hmm. Uh, well, that is fascinating. You are such a renaissance woman, Marie Smith. Uh, yes. I, I, I am just continually impressed when I find out about these new ventures that you're doing, and you are an inspiration to a lot of people. And we look forward to having you come to Unity here uh, on Sunday, July 2nd. And,
4: and I look forward to being there.
0: And to finding out about uh, the whole the road that you've been on and, and where you're going because it really is an inspiration thank you so much for being with us Thank
4: you for inviting
0: me. Take care. Aloha. That was Marie Smith, past president of the AARP, and she is going to be joining us this Sunday at the Maui Tropical Plantation where she's going to be talking about the journey that she's been on for the past couple of years. I want to remind you again that the following Sunday Ram Das will be speaking, but it's going to be moving from our normal home at the Maui Tropical Plantation to the uh, Rainbow Room at the Maui Beach Hotel across from Queen Kohamanu Center and that will be at 10.30 a.m. instead of at 10 a.m., just to give you a little extra time in case you go to the wrong place. And that's Ram Das, who, um, well, he's fascinating, and uh, and we are just blessed to have him as part of Unity here on Maui. I want to remind you to check out our website, www.conversationswithfriends.com, where you can find out about this program and our podcasts of this program. We will be back next week. I hope you have a great week. I'm James Jacobson. Aloha.